Welcome to the Ask Rita Show. I'll be talking today with Rita Harrison, the foremost authority and the developer of the Willow System. And today we're going to answer an anonymous question from our listeners that are all over the world. My name is Amberly Colson, and let's get started. The question today is... How can I be more assertive? Do you have an example here of what this could mean? I know. I know for me, and I really, really benefited from the podcast last week about uh, being a people pleaser. I veer more towards that direction. So when I, quote unquote, try to be assertive, I, I either feel inauthentic or... Uh, mean, or I feel like I'm trying to be a man and I'm not like, I I can never find my female quality of assertiveness. So I find that fascinating uh, because I always thought that only in Germany, you know, the only country in the world that has that problem, that we actually don't know anymore how to be women and the men don't know how to be men without losing ourselves in our gender, who we are. For example, when I gave private sessions in Germany, I could hear a lot of men tell me, uh, say they had the request, can you make me more feminine? Can you make me more like a woman? I want to understand that, the women better, and there's nothing wrong with that. But they couldn't uh, obviously imagine that they could stay masculine and connect with the femininity. And the other way around too in those private sessions is that the women came a lot, really a lot, and they thought they have to give up their femininity. And I will tell you what I mean and our listeners when I say that. And be assertive at the same time. They were like other men and they lost themselves. It sounds very general. Of course, it's way more complex than that as always, but I do that again for more clarity. So the feminine principles and the masculine principles are the the caring bit, the nurturing bit, yeah? But that doesn't mean that this is just something that women do. But that's what we connect with femininity, giving birth, giving life, nurturing life, and show that we care, you know, comforting people. And the masculine principles are very often uh, connected to the assertiveness, a certain aggressiveness, how to appear, and also to dare to say what's on your mind, you know, without uh, fearing that the other's opinion will throw you off and all those kind of things, yeah? Mm -hmm. So let's say this is more the masculine power in our subject today and the feminine power is more the caring. So I see that I think it's not just a German problem. I I actually, the more I traveled, and since I'm here too in America, I think it's more a global problem. The, The good side is that our femininity and masculinity, they come more together. It's not like in the dark ages where we were uh, just fighting each other or the women were persecuted for being witches and and so on. Um, I think this was a time where we were very much estranged from each other. Now what is the good is, is that it's a time where we come more together and find more different 
varieties how we can integrate the masculine in a f and the feminine, no matter if we are a woman or a man. So the downside is the confusion that women don't know how to be women anymore and men don't know how to be men anymore. So looking at that the f with the feminine principle, and in many countries this is still the case, and also a lot of women tell me still that they struggle with it, is what you actually said, Amberly, is that when they are assertive, they are very afraid that they are uh, dis um, respected as bitches. And also very often you can, you can see the struggle is that when a man shows a certain behavior that it's accepted, you mm -hmm. know, a certain aggressiveness, which some men don't dare to do anymore because they are confused too, because they think they have to be more feminine in order to be accepted by the women, whatever that means. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but a lot of women who are assertive and are admired for it appear to the rest of the world very male. Yeah, mm -hmm. like maybe certain politicians or certain people that are out there um, that I really admire myself, you know, um, that are uh, that are very famous for being assertive, then appear very masculine. Mm -hmm. I think like, people like Oprah or like Hillary Clinton could be could, they could be in that picture yeah. that you know and i say that with the full respect yeah i have a lot of i was just thinking a lot of uh people i know could almost be the opposite of me they're really comfortable in assertiveness and they run their own companies and they're very they they wear that a lot and so vulnerability is almost what they're uncomfortable with it's just almost the reverse yes yes i like that you say that because it happened also to me that i i have two companies and you know i was always self employed and i i was very often considered as a healer because i provide healing so people connect with the healer archetype you have to be a little bit submissive and you know <laughs> don't know what you know so so like t you know, servicing giving service not caring about yourself and stuff and then they were astonished when we had like um, presentations and talks and I was speaking in front of groups when I, when I showed a, a big assertiveness, how can that come together? You know, you're a healer and now you show a, an alpha type personality here. So very often in, in our days, still right now in nowadays, I think we have to struggle with certain pictures and preconceived conditions, what it means to be assertive and that you can either be that or that. And they were totally astonished. They tried to fit me into a box you yes. know and I didn't yes. fit into that box and I still don't and I think a lot more people don't want to fit into those boxes anymore oh yeah so how can we be assertive and stay connected to our femininity yeah and I say that for men and for women I think this is what you brought in that we actually while we are assertive we also make a space for the vulnerable part inside us. Let's say you are in front of a group, yeah, and you want that your opinion comes across or what you have to say comes across. And so it might be that that you feel the crump in your solar plexus 
and that you feel that this makes you very nervous. It's solar plexus. Will you just tell us what so that is? So solar plexus is the stomach area. Oh, stomach. Okay. So there is a crump in the stomach area. Yeah, an uncomfortable feeling. Okay. So this is actually the same place where the assertiveness comes out. You know, because every emotion has a place in our body, yeah? Like when we are very expressive of ourselves, then this is more the throat, yeah? When we feel for other people, this is more the heart. Assertiveness, you know, if it has a room that it rented in this body house. So it would rent the room in the <laughs> stomach area, in the solar plexus, yeah? Oh yeah. Um, so that means that you can feel maybe that the cramps are here because you also feel your vulnerability at the same time. And a lot of people struggle when they feel that vulnerability. You know, the vulnerability could look like, oh, maybe they don't understand me. Oh, maybe they reject me. Uh, what if uh, they actually throw me out or I don't belong to that group anymore when I tell them about my opinion? You know, although, you know, fears of rejection, for fears mm -hmm. of failure. Mm -hmm. I could be a failure and everybody sees it all of a sudden. That's what I mean when I say we get a cramp with our vulnerability. So when people feel that, they, um, it depends, of course, how they are brought up and also what decisions they made for themselves, what character they have and so on. So the, the difference is that when you stay in your assertiveness, you can take that energy and put it into the assertiveness and not let it hold you back from being, you know, that you're not assertive. You know what I mean? Yeah, like use the... Use this vulnerability as a reinforcement of the assertiveness and not as a blockage. Yeah, oh, so I if the energy showing up as a lot of conversations in your head of not being good enough, fuel that to use, a, to use it. Yes, yes. And how can you do that? I think being aware of it again is one thing, you know, and then making new connections. Like when you feel that cramp and a lot, actually a lot of artists say that they do that. And I do that too when I'm on stage as a speaker or when I have big groups to teach or when I'm in front of a camera or so, you know, that I consciously connect with that area in my solar plexus and I try to give it a voice, bring your voice down into your belly. Is that like using your diaphragm when you speak? Yes, diaphragm. Singers and, you know, yeah, like yes. artists are yes. very connected. Yes, so that you do what a lot of artists do that are on big stages, yeah, and that you do that for yourself, yeah, so that's like a self-help tool that I would like to give out, that you connect with the diaphragma, diaphragm, diaphragm, diaphragm in English, <laughs> and we want to speak English here, yeah, and really feel how this vibrates in your diaphragm. This is a very powerful, very ancient exercise from yoga. I've learned that actually in yoga, to be honest. And what it does, it gives you a voice because usually what happens then that we don't speak. So our voice shows itself then with assertiveness, we can do that more often, of course, and longer. 
and also you know exercise it without having a, uh, a geek or without having a speaking engagement mm -hmm. also exercise it on a daily basis so that you see how your voice changes that's one thing the second thing that changes is your posture so fake it until you make it. If you don't feel assertive, you can go into your diaphragm and you can connect with how would I hold my body, my spine, if I felt assertive. Because that changes your posture. And fake it until you make it is a very nice tool. Actually, there is a speaker on TED Talk, she's talking about that. It's a very good TED Talk, by the way. Yeah, for people who are interested in hearing that and, and, and fake it until you make it because that helps us to uh, open up the old synapses that were connected to not being assertive in our nervous system. You know, those neural pathways and connections. And it helps us to build new ones that reinforce our ability to be more assertive on a very physical and nervous system level. I hope that makes sense. It's not too medical, but I need you to bring in some medical stuff too. Yeah? Yeah. So... Yeah. What do you think, Emily? What, uh, how much clarity could we find for our listener here? I well, I love fake it until you make it. Um, <laughs> I do because it just it it helps. It helps for me when I hear it. It's like, oh yeah, you don't always get it right away. You know, I mean, you just have to keep practicing it, especially if it's unfamiliar. Water. Yes, because very often we don't feel. You know, again, what I always hear, always, is I don't know how to do it. I don't know how. Yes, yes. And you don't have to. And I know I repeat myself, especially when listeners were listening to other podcasts, but I can't repeat myself often enough. You don't have to know. So with the fake it until you make it, you actually allow yourself to make the experience already, no matter if you can really feel it. Because our diaphragm, our diaphragm is also the place where we feel. And a lot of people think they can only do it when they can feel it. And that's not true. You know, we can create that inside us. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you can create fear immediately. When I tell now you and our listeners, be fearful of something. I'm sure you can, <laughs> you can come up with something good. But this is also the case, and very often we don't use that ability because we don't think that we can. And I want to change that with this podcast. We can. So you can also connect with how does it feel to be assertive. Yeah? And then even if you don't feel that yet, you might think it first, and then you might want to bring it down to your belly. And the sound can help you. Also, the posture can help you. Putting out the intention and knowing in which room to go in the body house helps too very often. Yeah, because you wouldn't go into the shoulder maybe. Yeah, or into the left toe. <laughs> yeah, with the assertive, unless you want to kick somebody into the butt. Okay, <laughs> but I'm not talking about this kind of assertiveness. I thought a more fulfilled version, <laughs> you know. So, um, 
you want to come from here, from your power place. Yeah, to be assertive, where you give your own power a place. You don't have to take any anybody else's power away. And I think that's another thing that I didn't mention yet. A lot of people are afraid when they give themselves power, other people are taking off their power. And, you know, especially sensitive people have a problem with that because then they suffer when they experience that with their environment. When you're powerful, that somebody else might be in danger that they are not powerful as well, like win-win situation, that they might uh, feel disempowered. Mm -hmm. But that's something that the other person really needs to work on. This is, that goes too far, you know. Mm -hmm. Unless you are abusive, okay, then you take it really away from someone else. But I assume that assertiveness doesn't mean abusiveness um, or being abusive. So being in your power can be a very strong invitation to let somebody else be in their power. I like that. Being in your power is a strong invitation to let someone else be in their power. That's great. <laughs> so that's a win-win situation. Mm -hmm. yeah? And we actually quite, quite often have that in our private sessions, that we sometimes, in order to live that, we need to address certain unresolved or unconscious conflicts around that, you know, so that it comes more easily and that because sometimes we know those things and still don't do it. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we can't. Sometimes it needs to be tidied up inside us so that the assertiveness can find the right channels and the right exits where it comes out and how it comes out of ourselves so that we can stay connected with the caring part because it's like a marriage, you know? So let's say the masculine energy is the assertiveness and the feminine energy is that I still care. It's like, uh, it's like parents, you know? You take care of it like good parents. It's not just either the mother or the father. I'm not just either caring or assertive. I can be both, yeah? So it's, it's like having a parent taking care of it. And so I can be connected to that masculine energy assertiveness while I'm caring in the femininity, no matter if I'm a man or a woman. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to find out more or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to contact us. The email address is info at willowforyou.com. That's I-N-F-O at W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four and the letter U.com. You can also visit the webpage willowforyou.com as well. Until next time. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing and happiness.